From America's colonial period to her rise to become the richest, most powerful nation in history, the ideas and values that guide us, protect us, and hold our society together flow from the pages of this book of books. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Our founding documents affirm and build on the scriptural concepts of God-given, not state-granted rights, and of liberty under law. The biblical worldview shaped our work ethic, made education a priority, and birthed the notion of finite, limited government under divine authority. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Pilgrims, the Puritans, the Founding Fathers, and American leaders throughout our history have emphasized the Bible's importance to America. The first and almost the only book worthy of universal attention is the Bible. John Quincy Adams. But for the book, we cannot know right from wrong. All the things desirable to man are contained in it. Abraham Lincoln. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Calvin Coolidge. The Bible Live is your opportunity to listen to the Bible. A 15 to 20 minute reading every weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout on this annual excursion through the Word, Soapy Dollar. (laughs) Just been sitting here waiting on you. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. For The Bible Live, we are ready for a brand new book again. We've been on quite a little excursion lately. We've read through the book of Job. A lot of folks know about Job, a man who was successful Life was going great, and then the wheels fell off the wagon. Everything went downhill. We got the chance to watch it front row seats. Actually, I would say we were standing in the wings. We could see what was happening even backstage. And then we read the book of Ecclesiastes, a totally different kind of experience. Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. He was rich beyond our wildest dreams, king of Israel at the peak of its influence and wealth. He reigned for 40 years and had everything he ever wanted, everything. And he writes about the difficulties and the struggles and the emptiness of life without God because he spent a lot of time without walking with the Lord. Now tonight, we're going to go romantic on you. We're going to talk about love and romance and, yes, sexuality. This is something our culture needs so badly to recuperate a godly, pure, holy, righteous and fulfilling understanding of human sexuality. And stop acting like little kids around it and understand the powerful thing that it is in our lives and in our society. We'll get to that. Right now, let's go to our Wisdom and Worship segment. Read the second half of Psalm 103 tonight on The Bible Life. Psalm 103, 15 through 22. Our days on earth are like grass. Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commands. The Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels of His. 
You mighty creatures who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created, everywhere in his kingdom. As for me, I too will praise the Lord. End of reading, Psalm 103, 15-22. Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Glory to your name. Beautiful, beautiful song. Praise, glory. Why do we do that? Because we're trying to get points in heaven. No, our first and foremost reason is because He is worthy of our praise, of our worship, of our love, of our devotion, of our gratitude. It's the only right response to such love. Now, we turn to the book of Song of Songs. The purpose of this book is to tell of the love between a bridegroom, King Solomon, and his bride to affirm the sanctity of marriage and to picture God's love for his people. God's people are called the Bride of Christ probably written early in Solomon's reign as opposed to uh, Ecclesiastes, written later. I am my lover's and my lover is mine. Key verse of the passage. Let's listen now. Song of Songs 1-1 through 8-14. Song of Songs 1. This is Solomon's Song of Songs, more wonderful than any other. Young woman, kiss me again and again, for your love is sweeter than wine. How fragrant your cologne and how pleasing your name. No wonder all the young women love you. Take me with you. Come, let's run. Bring me into your bedroom, O my king. Young women of Jerusalem, how happy we are for him. We praise his love even more than wine. Young woman, how right that the young women love you. I am dark and beautiful, O women of Jerusalem, tanned as the dark tents of Kedar. Yes, even as the tents of Solomon. Don't look down on me, you fair city girls, just because my complexion is so dark. The sun has burned my skin. My brothers were angry with me and sent me out to tend the vineyards in the hot sun. Now see what it has done to me. Tell me, O my love, where are you leading your flock today? Where will you rest your sheep at noon? For why should I wander like a prostitute among the flocks of your companions? Young man, if you don't know, O most beautiful woman, follow the trail of my flock to the shepherd's tents, and there feed your young goats. What a lovely filly you are, my beloved one! How lovely are your cheeks, with your earrings setting them afire! How stately is your neck, accented with a long string of jewels! We will make earrings of gold for you, and beads of silver. Young woman, The king is lying on his couch, enchanted by the fragrance of my perfume. My lover is like a sachet of myrrh lying between my breasts. He is like a bouquet of flowers in the gardens of Engedi. Young man, how beautiful you are, my beloved, how beautiful. Your eyes are soft like doves. Young woman, what a lovely, pleasant sight you are, my love, as we lie here on the grass. 
shaded by cedar trees and spreading firs. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Song of Songs 2 Young Woman I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. Young man, yes, compared to other women, my beloved is like a lily among thorns. Young woman, and compared to other youths, my lover is like the finest apple tree in the orchard. I am seated in his delightful shade, and his fruit is delicious to eat. He brings me to the banquet hall so everyone can see how much he loves me. Oh, feed me with your love your raisins and your apples, for I am utterly lovesick. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, by the swift gazelles and the deer of the wild, not to awaken love until the time is right. Ah, I hear him, my lover. Here he comes, leaping on the mountains and bounding over the hills. My lover is like a swift gazelle or a young deer. Look, there he is behind the wall. Now he is looking in through the window, gazing into the room. My lover said to me, Rise up, my beloved, my fair one, and come away. For the winter is past, and the rain is over and gone. The flowers are springing up, and the time of singing birds has come, even the cooing of turtle doves. The fig trees are budding, and the grapevines are in blossom. How delicious they smell! Yes, spring is here. Arise, my beloved, my fair one, and come away. Young man, my dove is hiding behind some rocks, behind an outcrop on the cliff. Let me see you, let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant, and you are lovely. Young women of Jerusalem, quick, catch all the little foxes before they ruin the vineyard of your love, for the grapevines are all in blossom. Young woman, my lover is mine, and I am his. He feeds among the lilies. Before the dawn comes and the shadows flee away, come back to me, my love. Run like a gazelle or a young stag on the rugged mountains. Song of Songs 3 Young Woman One night as I lay in bed, I yearned deeply for my lover, but he did not come. So I said to myself, I will get up now and roam the city, searching for him in all its streets and squares. But my search was in vain. The watchmen stopped me as they made their rounds, and I said to them, Have you seen him anywhere, this one I love so much? A little while later I found him and held him. I didn't let him go until I had brought him to my childhood home, into my mother's bedroom where I had been conceived. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, by the swift gazelles and the deer of the wild, not to awaken love until the time is right. Young women of Jerusalem, who is this sweeping in from the deserts like a cloud of smoke along the ground? Who is it that smells of myrrh and frankincense and every other spice? Look, it is Solomon's carriage, with sixty of Israel's mightiest men surrounding it. They are all skilled swordsmen and experienced warriors. Each one wears a sword on his thigh, ready to defend the king against an attack during the night. King Solomon has built a carriage for himself from wood imported from Lebanon's forests. Its posts are of silver, its canopy is gold, and its seat is upholstered in purple cloth. Its interior was a gift of love from the young women of Jerusalem. Young woman, go out to look upon King Solomon, O young women of Jerusalem. See the crown with which his mother crowned him on his wedding day, 
The day of his gladness. This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Song of Solomon 4. How beautiful you are, my beloved. How beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are like doves. Your hair falls in waves, like a flock of goats frisking down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are as white as sheep, newly shorn and washed. They are perfectly matched. Not one is missing. Your lips are like a ribbon of scarlet. Oh, how beautiful your mouth! Your cheeks behind your veil are like pomegranate halves, lovely and delicious. Your neck is as stately as the Tower of David, jeweled with the shields of a thousand heroes. Your breasts are like twin fawns of a gazelle, feeding among the lilies. Before the dawn comes and the shadows flee away, I will go to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. You are so beautiful, my beloved, so perfect in every part. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come down from the top of Mount Amana, from Mount Sainir and Mount Hermon, where lions have their dens and panthers prowl. You have ravished my heart, my treasure, my bride. I am overcome by one glance of your eyes, by a single bead of your necklace. How sweet is your love, my treasure, my bride! How much better it is than wine! Your perfume is more fragrant than the richest of spices. Your lips, my bride, are as sweet as honey. Yes, honey and cream are under your tongue. The scent of your clothing is like that of the mountains and the cedars of Lebanon. You are like a private garden, my treasure, my bride. You are like a spring that no one else can drink from, a fountain of my own. You are like a lovely orchard bearing precious fruit, with the rarest of perfumes, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, myrrh and aloes. Perfume from every incense tree and every other lovely spice. You are a garden fountain, a well of living water as refreshing as the streams from the Lebanon mountains. Young woman, awake, north wind. Come, south wind. Blow on my garden and waft its lovely perfume to my lover. Let him come into his garden and eat its choicest fruits. Song of Songs 5 Young man, I am here in my garden, my treasure, my bride. I gather my myrrh with my spices and eat my honeycomb with my honey. I drink my wine with my milk. Young women of Jerusalem, O lover and beloved, eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of this love. Young woman, one night as I was sleeping, my heart awakened in a dream. I heard the voice of my lover. He was knocking at my bedroom door. Open to me, my darling, my treasure, my lovely dove, he said, for I have been out in the night. My head is soaked with dew, my hair with the wetness of the night. But I said, I have taken off my robe. Should I get dressed again? I have washed my feet. Should I get them soiled? My lover tried to unlatch the door, and my heart thrilled within me. I jumped to open it. My hands dripped with perfume, my fingers with lovely myrrh as I pulled back the bolt. I opened to my lover, but he was gone. I yearned for even his voice. I searched for him, but I couldn't find him anywhere. I called to him, but there was no reply. The watchmen found me as they were making their rounds. They struck and wounded me. The watchman on the wall tore off my veil. Make this promise to me, O women of Jerusalem. If you find my beloved one, tell him that I am sick with love. Young women of Jerusalem, O woman of rare beauty, what is it about your loved one that brings you to tell us this? Young woman, my lover is dark and dazzling, better than ten thousand others. 
His head is the finest gold, and his hair is wavy and black. His eyes are like doves beside brooks of water. They are set like jewels. His cheeks are like sweetly scented beds of spices. His lips are like perfumed lilies. His breath is like myrrh. His arms are like round bars of gold, set with chrysolite. His body is like bright ivory, aglow with sapphires. His legs are like pillars of marble set in sockets of the finest gold, strong as the cedars of Lebanon. None can rival him. His mouth is altogether sweet. He is lovely in every way. Such, O women of Jerusalem, is my lover, my friend. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Song of Songs 6 Young women of Jerusalem, O rarest of beautiful women, where has your lover gone? We will help you find him. Young woman, he has gone down to his garden, to his spice beds, to graze and to gather lilies. I am my lover's, and my lover is mine. He grazes among the lilies. Young man, O my beloved, you are as beautiful as the lovely town of Terza. Yes, as beautiful as Jerusalem. You are as majestic as an army with banners. Look away, for your eyes overcome me. Your hair falls in waves, like a flock of goats frisking down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are as white, newly washed sheep. They are perfectly matched, not one missing. Your cheeks behind your veil are like pomegranate halves, lovely and delicious. There may be sixty wives, all queens, and eighty concubines, and unnumbered virgins available to me. But I would still choose my dove, my perfect one, the only beloved daughter of her mother. The young women are delighted when they see her. Even queens and concubines sing her praises. Who is this, they ask, arising like the dawn, as fair as the moon, as bright as the sun, as majestic as an army with banners? I went down into the grove of nut trees and out to the valley to see the new growth brought on by spring. I wanted to see whether the grapevines were budding yet or whether the pomegranates were blossoming. Before I realized it, I found myself in my princely bed with my beloved one. Young Women of Jerusalem Return, return to us, O maid of Shulam. Come back, come back, that we may see you once again. Young Man Why do you gaze so intently at this young woman of Shulam, as she moves so gracefully between two lines of dancers? Song of Songs 7 Young man, how beautiful are your sandaled feet, O queenly maiden! Your rounded thighs are like jewels, the work of a skilled craftsman. Your navel is as delicious as a goblet filled with wine. Your belly is lovely like a heap of wheat set about with lilies. Your breasts are like twin fawns of a gazelle. Your neck is as stately as an ivory tower. Your eyes are like the sparkling pools in Heshbon by the gate of Bathrabim. Your nose is as fine as the Tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus. Your head is as majestic as Mount Carmel, and the sheen of your hair radiates royalty. A king is held captive in your queenly tresses. Oh, how delightful you are, my beloved! How pleasant for utter delight! You are tall and slim like a palm tree, and your breasts are like its clusters of dates. I said, I will climb up into the palm tree and take hold of its branches. Now may your breasts be like grape clusters, and the scent of your breath like apples. May your kisses be as exciting as the best wine, smooth and sweet, flowing gently over lips and teeth. Young woman, I am my lover's, the one he desires. 
Come, my love, let us go out into the fields and spend the night among the wildflowers. Let us get up early and go out to the vineyards. Let us see whether the vines have budded, whether the blossoms have opened, and whether the pomegranates are in flower. And there I will give you my love. There the mandrakes give forth their fragrance, and the rarest fruits are at our doors, the new as well as old, for I have stored them up for you, my lover. This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Song of Songs 8 Young Woman Oh, if only you were my brother, who nursed at my mother's breast. Then I could kiss you no matter who was watching, and no one would criticize me. I would bring you to my childhood home, and there you would teach me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, my sweet pomegranate wine. Your left hand would be under my head, and your right hand would embrace me. I want you to promise, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. Young women of Jerusalem, who is this coming up from the desert, leaning on her lover? Young woman, I aroused you under the apple tree, where your mother gave you birth, where in great pain she delivered you. Place me like a seal over your heart, or like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death and its jealousy is as enduring as the grave. Love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with everything he owned, his offer would be utterly despised. The Young Woman's Brothers We have a little sister too young for breasts. What will we do if someone asks to marry her? If she is chaste, we will strengthen and encourage her. But if she is promiscuous, we will shut her off from men. Young woman, I am chaste, and I am now full-breasted, and my lover is content with me. Solomon has a vineyard at Baal Hamon, which he rents to some farmers there. Each of them pays 1,000 pieces of silver for its use. But as for my own vineyard, O Solomon, you can take my 1,000 pieces of silver and I will give two hundred pieces of silver to those who care for its vines. Young man, O oh, my beloved, lingering in the gardens, how wonderful that your companions can listen to your voice. Let me hear it too. Young woman, come quickly, my love. Move like a swift gazelle or a young deer on the mountains of spices. End of reading, Song of Songs 1-1 through 8-14. Reading the book, The Song of Songs, or The Song of Solomon, I've heard it called as well. Our society is saturated with stories of sexual escapades and corruption and scandals and secret rendezvous and extramarital affairs. The media majors on it. Anything they can do to stir that up. They try to teach us and impress us that immorality means freedom. Commitment is old-fashioned and that perversion is natural. Well, sex is created by God. It's pronounced to be good in Eden, but it has been twisted and exploited and turned to an urgent, illicit, casual, self-gratifying activity. Love has turned into lust, giving into getting, and lasting commitment is turned into no strings attached. The biblical view of romance and sexuality is that the physical emotional union of male and female is a holy, celebrating activity 
a holy means of producing children and experiencing pleasure, protected by the commitment of marriage. Children, I have a saying I go by, I've told our children as they were growing, sex is for babies. That's what it's for. We've got to reject this idea that all sex is about is pleasure and entertainment. Can you imagine how much misery has been caused by this casual, empty, perverted view of something so beautiful that God has given to us? The intimacy between husband and wife, that should be saved and reserved only for a committed, secure, stable relationship where children are wanted and can be protected in the love of a family. In Genesis chapter 1, we're told, For this a man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, and they will be one flesh. Those three elements have defined marriage. There is a leaving of one's home, that primary relationship that we have, our mother and father and the families we grew up in. There is a leaving. In other words, no longer is that going to be the primary high-priority relationship of our lives. And then there is a cleaving as a new home is being established, a new priority. That's the importance of the piece of paper, the cleaving to one another. That's where the state and the society, the community starts to recognize there is a new home. There is a new family here. You've got a breaking away and a reestablishing of a new priority and a new tie, and then the one flesh. My dear young friends out there, we must come back to this understanding of human sexuality, intimacy within the context of that commitment of husband and wife. The key word here is do not awaken love until the time is right. Premarital or extramarital sex is wrong. Do not awaken love until the right time in the context of marriage. Well, in my lifetime, I have seen the hippies and the free love movement that grew into radical feminism, the welcoming of sexual perversions of every kind across our society, the attempt to normalize sexual perversions, redefining marriage from one man, one woman for life. We've lowered the standard and lost the standard of one man, one woman for life. And as a result of that, are we better off? Are we happier? No, we have terrible pain and wounds in the lives of men and women, and especially crippling and hurtful and even deadly to a generation or two now of children. We are all paying the price for abandoning God's beautiful and fulfilling plan for love and marriage. Maybe if we repent, we can recuperate. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Kindle House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.